0: Follow us on Apple Podcasts or anywhere else you listen.
1: Inside Sources with Boyd Matheson. A new report from the Kim C. Gardner Policy Institute released today on how user fees might be a better option than taxes as Utah continues to grow and develop. Why might that be the case, you ask? Well, Phil Dean is a senior research fellow at the Gardner Institute, and he's the lead author of the report, and he joins us on the line today. Phil, thanks for joining us.
2: Thanks for having me.
1: So let's let's break this down a little bit. I think this is uh, really intriguing and uh, something we all should kind of think through and chew our way through. And I know you've been chewing and crunching numbers and uh, looking at all of that. Uh, give us first just a, a high level in terms of concept. Why should we be looking at the possibility of maybe looking at fees, uh, user fees, as opposed to taxes as a way to uh, really chart the, the future for the state?
2: Yeah, so as we look at Utah, I think our biggest challenges relate to growth they relate to change and user fees can help in kind of balancing some of the challenges that we face. So you look at infrastructure alone, there are tens of billions of dollars of projects out there that don't have an identified funding source right now. And so it kind of leads to this question, how are we going to deal with this growth? Uh, We're the fastest growing state in the nation over the past decade. Um, We're projecting that at the Policy Institute to continue into the future so, how are we going to manage that? How are we going to deal with it? And fees have this uh, feature that's different than taxes that fees allow choice. And so, when they're properly constructed or properly designed, that allows people. Uh, to change how much they demand for government services. Now, fees aren't the answer to everything, but they are uh, an important tool in that fiscal toolbox.
1: Yeah, so so let's let's break that down a little bit. Let's look at uh, something that I think is a really interesting area to look in, and that is uh, looking at water use. Uh, it was really interesting from your report uh, that uh, of the water revenues, uh, approximately a billion dollars in fiscal year 2020, uh, only 36, almost 37% came from monthly water use charges, uh, meaning that about 63, 64% came from state and local you know, taxes and fees and so on. Break that down for us and and uh, how would that change behavior? How would that create choice? How would that help us fund uh, what we need in terms of water?
2: Yeah, so water is a really interesting area. Uh, very complex, thinking about how that water is delivered and how for, how we pay for delivery and use of that water. But it is one of these things where sometimes I think our fiscal policies aren't aligned with what we say we want our policies to be in terms of efficient water use. And so I think it's important to to balance that as as you look at uh, water use studies. Uh, broadly, they show that when people pay for the water that they use, they tend to be more judicious in that water use. Uh, when when they don't see that direct connection between how much they use and how much they pay they're much more likely to use more water. Uh, Just one example that we bring up in the report, uh, secondary water, this untreated water that's used outdoors, uh, often has a flat fee associated with it, so maybe $100 a year, $150 a year. Um, But it, it creates an interesting pricing signal of zero incremental cost or marginal cost when you use more water. So when that happens, it kind of sends this price signal about the value of that water. And you compare, as an economist, we're always talking about benefits and costs. You compare the benefit of that um, to the cost of that and the cost of zero, it kind of always seems like, yeah, okay, I'll, I'll keep watering. Uh, and examples throughout the state that just when people have better information about their water use, they're more judicious than their water use. So separate even from a pricing signal, just information can help people be more judicious in how they use the water we have
1: yeah and just having that awareness in terms of what things are actually uh, costing or or what the benefit you know cost benefit is on all of that uh, I've, I've always thought if if uh, citizens would get a, a thing at the end of the year that shows what they actually paid for it with their with their taxes and what it actually got them. Uh, I think we'd all look at government a little bit different. And uh, this is just one of many examples you have in your report that are great. If if we all just stopped and said, okay, yeah, I can't just keep watering and watering uh, because there is an incremental cost. Uh, I think they do look at that a little bit different. Uh, one area I wanted to get to uh, with you, Phil, is relating to when you, when you go to more fees as opposed to taxes, uh, there are some of those consequences that come through that. Uh, in particular, is it Uh, relates to those uh, who are dealing with poverty or who are just struggling to make ends meet. Uh, You've mentioned it's this kind of one tool in the tool belt, uh, but how do you make sure you monitor that or structure that in a way that doesn't hurt those at the lower end of the economic scale uh, disproportionately?
2: Yeah, it's one of the challenges, both with user fees and consumption-based taxes, like a sales tax or a gas tax, uh, that they do tend to hit those at the bottom of the economic spectrum, harder, that it takes a larger share uh, of a low-income household than a high-income household. And so it's really important to be, I think, focused and targeted as you think about the impacts of that regressivity. Uh, Just a couple of examples. uh, In the area of water, for example, you could have basic water use be really cheap, or you could have uh, a direct subsidy to those at the lower end of the economic spectrum Uh, while still saying, you know, for the less uh, essential water use, that that maybe we should think about pricing that differently than the way that we price the basic water use. So I think that's one way to do it. Uh, Similar with uh, transportation taxes and whether it's a gas tax uh, or some other user fee, uh, having an offset somewhere and, and thinking comprehensively, not, only about a single tax, but comprehensively about this, the total tax structure and how those fee pieces fit together.
1: Yeah. If you're just joining us, we've got uh, Phil Dean on the line, Senior Research Fellow at the Kim C. Gardner Institute. New report out today, uh, looking at fees uh, as a different option or even a better option than taxes as Utah continues to grow. Uh, Phil, we've got just about a minute left, and uh, I wanted to kind of get your perspective in terms of what else you've seen across the country uh, is, is this move towards more fees as opposed to taxes? Is that gaining traction in other areas? Are there places that are doing it well and right? Uh, what are you seeing across the country?
2: Yeah, I think it's kind of a hodgepodge. And it's, uh, it's one of the things that I think we need to think about it uniquely how uh, we apply it here. So if you look overall, we do tend to have more user fees here in the states. Uh, I do think there's uh, opportunity here within the state to increase the emphasis on user fees and also to think about how those fees are structured. Um, not all fees are created the same. And and so I think as we deal with growth, uh, which I wouldn't trade that challenge for any other state challenges out there, um, we kind of need to think about fees and the role that they can play in helping to balance that growth.
1: Yeah, so important. It's a real critical, really interesting report to uh, come out uh, today from the Cam Gardner Institute. Again, Phil Dean, Senior Research Fellow there. Uh, great insight, uh, as you said, the different ways of paying for government uh, create all kinds of different economic effects, uh, but really interesting and important for us to look at the best ways uh, so that Utah can continue to lead out and deal with, as you said, Phil, uh, the wonderful challenge of great growth. Uh, Phil, thanks for joining us today. Thank you, appreciate it. All right, we're going to step aside for top of the hour news coming up. Uh, The infrastructure deal uh, could bring a lot of new money to Utah, but how will the state prioritize those funds? And what will we uh, have to think about as they disperse the money? So we're going to dig into this in hour number two today. Uh, We've got Representative Robert Spenlove is going to join us, uh, as well as Mara Carabello is going to join us to talk about what does all this money from infrastructure mean? The good, the bad, the challenging, the ugly, and everything in between? Much more to come in hour number two of Inside Sources here on KSL News Radio. Stay with us. Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night.